Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. Hey team, this week we have another listener question. I just wanted to say thank you so much. I was riding my bike while listening to your podcast, and that really helped my brain to be able to digest the information. And I was audibly saying, yes, right, okay. And it was like I was talking to you. So I just wanted to say thank you so much. I'm not even sure if I have a question, but today I did Google what's it like for people who don't have ADHD and in the three years of you having this podcast, forgive me if that's one that maybe I haven't listened to yet um, and completely ignore this and just take it the compliment and the celebratory win of you are really affecting people's lives. I know that you've affected mine and I know people have asked me, hey, continue with your podcast. But because of some of the things I'm learning and managing with my own executive functioning, I have um haven't been as consistent with my own podcast. So it's really inspirational to know that you are out here doing it and honestly had such a wonderful structure and the music. And I'm like, wow, he really understands. He's really someone who actually understands what it's like in the brain and in the mind. Um, so it was just such a pleasant experience to have found this podcast. And I'm just so, so grateful. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Wow, thanks so much for the kind words about the podcast. And you know what? That isn't an episode I've done anything about. It isn't even a question I've thought about that much, but I still think it's an incredibly intriguing one. Often when we're talking about ADHD, what we're talking about is what it's like to have ADHD. But from my standpoint, well, I already know what that's like. So what would it be like if I didn't have it? That's the question we're going to be looking at in this episode, as well as looking into the terms neurotypical and neurodivergent, as well as getting into masking a little bit. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash noadhd. All right, keep on listening to find out what it's like to not have ADHD. What's it like not to have ADHD? This is a hard question because my own lived experience is only that of having ADHD. And it's not like I'm only dealing with my ADHD some of the time. This is a condition that affects me all day long, medicated or not. To top it off, ADHD is an invisible condition. We don't see the results of having it. It's not like a broken bone. When my thoughts are spinning out of control and I can't get started on something, there's nothing to see other than my inaction. Another aspect that I can see coming from this is the lament that everyone is a little ADHD. Now, I'm not trying to lend credence to that phrase, but I think there is a grain of truth in there that everyone has the problems that those of us with ADHD deal with. The difference being that we deal with these problems on a chronic basis. It's absolutely true that everyone can be a little forgetful, but for me, it's the rule rather than the exception. I know that when I put the laundry in, I need to give myself a reminder because it's not if I'm going to forget about it, it's if I'm going to remember. And what about executive dysfunction? Certainly there are things that everyone has trouble activating on, but with ADHD, I'm going to have a lot more difficulty. One of the phrases from Brendan Mahan of the ADHD Essentials podcast that I really enjoy 
is ADHD is life on hard mode. But does that mean living without ADHD is easy mode? Or at least normal mode? From the outside, it can certainly feel that way. But I'm sure that the reality of the situation is that we just have different problems. And those who view ADHD as a curse, I can certainly see how they'd form the belief that if we didn't have ADHD, then all of our problems would just simply be solved. That the root of everything wrong in our life is our ADHD. I'm not necessarily going to try and dissuade that idea here, but I do think it discounts everything that we do have to work through. Because there's a lot that goes into having ADHD. If I had the option to magically remove my ADHD, I'm not entirely sure that I'd take it. My response would probably be, well, could I give it a whirl before I committed to it? And I do understand that I'm making that statement from a position of extreme privilege here. But I do feel like my ADHD does make up a lot of who I am. So I'd be hard-pressed to quickly sign that away. I imagine that if I just didn't have ADHD tomorrow, well, most of my problems would still exist. Of course, certainly not having ADHD would make a world of difference in how easy it would be for me to address these problems. But I'm also sure I'd rack up new exciting problems that I'd have to deal with. A lot of this is also going to be imagining certain aspects of what being normal is, although I don't think that's really what we're talking about here either. So some terminology to work through here is neurotypical and neurodivergent. Usually don't stop to define these terms because they do a fairly good job of defining themselves. Neurotypical being someone who has a neurologically typical pattern of thoughts or behaviors. And then neurodivergent being someone who is diverging from those typical standards. Be that through ADHD, autism, OCD, schizophrenia, or any other mental condition. Now, I do want to be clear as well that these terms aren't without their own controversy. Because what makes someone neurotypical? What are the typical patterns of thoughts and behaviors? To be fair, nearly every person I interact with has some kind of neurodivergence, be it anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, or, you know, any of those things I mentioned above already. I mean, more than a fifth of the people in the U.S. are reported to have some kind of mental disorder. That's a lot of people. But that also does leave four-fifths either free of any mental disorder or just undiagnosed. And I don't want to suggest that a majority is undiagnosed, just that there is absolutely a percentage of the population in that category. And these numbers do make me question what it means to be normal or neurotypical, because while certainly not everyone has something going on with their brain, there are a lot of us out there. And I think it's incredibly fair to question how much higher these numbers should be. Like biodiversity, neurodiversity is something that we should be looking for in our communities. However, it is something that we're only starting to understand. There have been a huge number of new ADHD diagnoses in the last few years, and that has come under a lot of criticism. But I think a big part of that is that we're just more culturally accepting of the diagnosis. While there is absolutely still a stigma against ADHD, there is far more understanding. One of the reasons that people don't like terms like neurotypical and neurodivergent is that there is an inherent understanding of being different in there. If you aren't neurotypical, you're different. And as humans, we have a drive to conformity. We want to be part of the group, and we want to avoid anything that could damage our standing. This means that for many people, they don't want to share that they might be thinking differently, that they might be different. 
And what they're doing here often is masking. Masking is just what we do to camouflage our natural selves so that we can better conform to social pressures, so that we can fit in. It's what we do when we're pretending that we're neurotypical. We're keeping ourselves from fidgeting, or we're faking intense eye contact, or we're staying too quiet so that we're not blurting things out. It's when we're trying to control our symptoms by hiding them. For example, while I'm driving, I often focus to the point where I don't realize that someone, usually my wife, is starting to talk to me. When I'm masking, I'm just going to pretend that I hear what she said. I'll act like I was listening the whole time, even though I have no idea what we're talking about at this point. But when I'm not masking, I just tell her, hey, I wasn't paying attention. I missed that first bit. Could you start over? Or masking might manifest through being obsessively early to things so that people never pick up on your time blindness, or tamping down your enthusiasm so you don't look like the most excitable person in the room. In general, masking isn't the healthiest coping strategy, and it can lead to some people going undiagnosed because they're just simply hiding their struggles. Masking tends to be about replacing our outward stress with inward stress. There are, of course, situations where masking is the better option. And masking also isn't something that only neurodivergent folks do. In situations where you're dealing with an authority figure, it might be better to be putting that mask on. Or, hey, maybe my kid did something that really upset me, but I also need to comfort them at the same time. It's okay for me to mask my anger in those situations. Now, I'm not trying to say that everyone is masking their neurodivergence and that neurotypicals don't really exist. But I do think, to some extent, we are seeing a rise in the number of people who are neurodivergent as more and more people are taking off their masks. I also think this is going to shift what it means to be neurotypical as we figure out what is and isn't part of the neuromajority. And I think this, in turn, is going to help us identify what it means to have ADHD. One of the things that I often hear about the International ADHD Conference is that people love that they get to be their authentic selves there that for the first time, they don't feel like they always have to be masking around everyone. And I think that's what a big piece of not having ADHD would be like. That not only are we not dealing with our symptoms, but we're also not trying to hide them. That we're getting to be our authentic selves all the time. Now, that does say a lot more about the world we live in, as there are places that we can get away with without masking fine. But I do certainly think that's an aspect that needs to be considered when we're thinking about what it means to have ADHD and what it means not to have ADHD. That's it. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. And if you have a question for me, feel free to leave me a message over at hackingyouradhd.com contact. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can leave me a message over at hackingyouradhd.com slash contact. You can also reach me on Twitter at hackingyouradhd, and I've also just launched a TikTok channel that you can find by searching for Hacking Your ADHD. If you'd like links or to read this episode's transcript, you can find those on the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best way is to share episodes with someone you think would get something out of it. Just click the share button on your podcast player and send your bestie the link with something like, hey, I loved this episode of Hacking Your ADHD. I'd bet you'd get a lot out of it too. Or you can support the show through my Patreon at hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. Sign up for the 2, 5, 10, 25 
or even $50 a month level and get some great perks like monthly bonus content or early access to upcoming episodes. That's hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. And be sure to check out all the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, check out Eric Tiver's show, ADHD Rewired. For those of you with kids, be sure to check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. And even if you don't have kids, his show is still a great resource for ADHD management. If you're interested in exploring issues of race and diversity in ADHD, be sure to check out ADHD Diversified with MJ. I also do a live Q&A with all the hosts of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network on the second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to sign up, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. What do you call a Greek mythology professor who speaks in rhymes? Dr. Zeus. Zeus.